Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to Car Wash, the podcast today. This episode is brought to you by Car Wash Boilers. If you're planning to replace, upgrade, or build a new car wash with tight space or tight budget conditions, Car Wash Boilers DIY Condensing Boiler Kit is a smart solution. A high-efficiency boiler frees up floor space and saves on energy costs. The system achieves up to 20% higher efficiency by using condensing technology and can be controlled remotely from anywhere you have an internet connection. The kit arrives with everything you need for out-of-the-box installation with all the just-right fittings and valves. Learn more at carwashboilers.com. Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast. Your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel. Because here we go. Here is your guide on this journey. David Begin of Begin Insights. Hello, Car Wash Nation. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Car Wash the Podcast, the podcast that makes you a great car washer and even a better overall human being. With me today is my guest, Scott Paisley. He's the Chief Revenue Officer for Everwash, located in the East Coast. I'm thinking... We are in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, there we go. <laughs> I knew you are on the East Coast. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. We've been talking for a number of months, just developing a friendship, it thought it'd be time for us to do a podcast on your particular company and what you guys do and some of the exciting things that you're doing with other companies. I think we'll talk about the power of partnerships and some of the partnerships that you're developing, but tell us about the genesis of Everwash. How did it start? I know you were kind of involved in some other industries. Right, David. We come from the fitness industry. If you get a gym discount through your insurance company or through your employer, that's almost surely through a company called Global Fit. What Global Fit did is we aggregated of the 14,000 gyms in the United States, we ultimately built a network of 9,000 and then we worked with insurance companies and employers to get people discounts. And it was an interesting business model because the founder of Global Fit is one of the founders of Everwash. It's a similar idea, but in the fitness industry, what we did is if it was a $60 a month gym, let's say, you would pay Global Fit $52 or something. And then we would turn around at Global Fit because after I sold my gyms, I became part of the company. And I'd been friends with the founder, John Cassidy, since he started it. We would turn around and give the gym, say, $48. So we had millions of members that were making a few bucks off of each month and driving new members to gyms that otherwise wouldn't know about it. So it's essentially the same concept. We're building a network of car washes with the idea of the same as we had the insurance partnerships where we were driving insured folks who were most likely gainfully employed and could afford a gym membership. We were exposing them to the gyms that were part of the network and it ended up being a great relationship. And now we're just replicating that inside of the car wash industry. Yeah, so how did you find the car wash industry? It's always an interesting story how we all found car washing because none of us woke up one day in the car wash business, but we all ended up in the car wash business. How did you end up in it? Well, when John Cassidy and Scott Kaplan, the two founders of the company, were thinking we had this global fit model, what else was it applicable to? And it really 
became glaringly obvious that the closest thing in the world to a gym is a car wash, oddly enough. If we look at back when I was owning and operating gyms and Scott Kaplan was, and we talk about this all the time, we were competitors sort of, but we were friends. We reached this point in the early 90s in the gym industry where we went from paid in full memberships to monthly. And it was the most painful 18 months you could ever imagine because somebody would walk into my office and put $360 down on the desk and say, here's my membership for the year. And we would say, nope, take it back. Give me a credit card and I'll take $30 a month, cancel whenever you want. And the reason why we had to do that was we found this out from car wash owners too, was at that point, we wanted to buy more gyms. We needed to buy more and more expensive and more advanced equipment. And it was difficult to get bank loans because we had 2,000 members maybe, but to the bank, that was 2,000 liabilities. They were paid in advance. You had no idea when you were going to get more revenue from that member, if you ever were at all. And you still had to service them, but the money was gone. It was already spent. So it's sort of a very similar thing that we saw with the car wash industry where membership was beginning to be a thing four years ago, but we saw it as a place where it was going to be the thing and maybe the biggest growth in the car wash industry was going to come from that avenue. And we had membership expertise. We just had to learn what the heck was car washing all about. Yeah, that's really interesting because there is a lot of similarities and people do talk about gym memberships and car wash memberships and those things sort of get lumped in together. There seems to be a big push towards subscription-based everything nowadays. It's challenging for me to keep up with my credit card statement, what I signed up for and what I didn't sign up for. But what's the appeal to people to do that, right? I mean, there are certain people that would love to put $350 on your desk and just pay for the year versus take my credit card. And obviously, for industries where revenue seems to be a little bit unpredictable, this gives a level of predictability. And I think that's what got the financial institutions interested in car washing is this whole idea of memberships. But coming from other industries, what are some of the advantages of it? You know, it's mostly what you said. Imagine having to go to a bank and say, sure, I want to upgrade my equipment. It's $100,000. But for instance, COVID, what did you do without membership during that period? And I think banks are going to increasingly look at things that way. This might not be the last time we face something like this. So it's that luxury of having recurring revenue where you can budget, you know what you're going to get. You're much more attractive to investors, to lenders, and so forth. Car washes that had Everwash or just another successful membership program, you were able to flip a switch and have that revenue. If you didn't, you essentially had to re-earn every single one of your customers hoping they were coming back to you because you had no transparency. You had no way to predict what was actually going to happen when you were allowed to reopen if you were unfortunately, like many car washes, forced to, for some period of time, shut down. It's been a huge boom, especially what's happened in 2020. Everybody's trying to figure out, and I've been debating this for six or seven years, ever since I started learning about the unlimited program and the advantages of it. But there's always this, people can't quite figure out how much to charge because we offer two different types of 
products, we offer an unlimited program. We offer what I like to call a la carte or single washes, where at the gym, I would say 99.9% of your sales are your memberships. You might let somebody come in to work out for $30 or $20 or whatever you might charge, but that's really not the model that you go after, where we are trying to balance a percentage of single washes versus membership washes. Well, what are some of the unique challenges that you're seeing in our industry because of that? It is a little bit different than the gym industry. We measure a lot, right? So we have a lot of data on all of our car wash partners. And part of that is because we have WashX, which is a joint collaboration between us and OmniX, where we're tapping into license plates or tapping into existing security cameras on site to record license plates and use that for marketing. And our business model is pretty unique. So we're zero to get started. It doesn't cost anything. And we become your marketing team. We're your call center. We're your marketing team. We build you a website. We build you a quarterly marketing plan. We split signage 50-50 in most cases with the car wash. We have to track everything because in every sense, we really are a true partner. The only money we make is a small portion of the membership revenue. We do monitor that and we're getting really good. So we actually hired a data scientist who's helping us figure out what's the percentage of single washes, so transactional washes versus membership washes happening. What we've seen is when it gets about 40 to 50%, we need to begin doing some external marketing with that group and we'll help you with social media. Every single car wash operator who is with Everwash actually gets OpSpot for free. So that might be a time for us to put a program like that into place. But we'll have much more exact numbers soon because through all the data we're getting, all the license plates, understanding who's a repeat user, who's a first-time user, what frequency can you expect, and even predict your volume for tomorrow, we're really learning a lot. So I wish I had a very specific number for you, but those are the kind of things that we're working on. What are the leading indicators of when we might be, quote-unquote, tapping out the user base and need to flip that external marketing switch on and begin to do things, whether that's direct mailers or social media or any number of things? Yeah, when you start talking that 40 to 60% memberships, that's when I felt like we were sort of hitting the saturation point in our car washes. That's really where we focus on a more intelligent pitch to David. I know that you know the guys from OmniX, but we now work with them on WashX, where we recognize license plates. We know your user frequency. So rather than just pitching every single person that comes onto the lot the same way, we know and we can send a notification to a screen, whether that be a tablet, a screen in the car wash that only the attendancy, a watch or a phone that says this blue Chevy license plate ABC123 is a previous member and this is their second time here in 30 days. We're not going to send all that information, but we go on site and train the staff to say that might be script green, which means, hey, I see that this is the second time you're using it. If you just would have still had your membership, this would be free. So we'll tell you what, reactivate your membership and we're going to give you the next 30 days. Or that car might be a frequent user. This is their third time in a 45-day period. They'd be washing for free right now if they had the membership. This is a first-time visitor, things like that. So delivering intelligence to the attendant on site is, we believe, really critical to driving up 
the conversion rate, which will help you regardless of what percentage of your cars coming through are member versus non-member. There's that driving marketing to get new people onto your lot. But there's also the fact of using the intelligence that we provide for free to every Everwash car wash to have a higher conversion rate through just more effective selling tactics. No, I think it's great. I love that idea. And that's what I loved about what OmniX was able to do would be able to customize your script. Because I get tired every time I go to a car wash, somebody's trying to sell me a membership. If they say, hey, welcome back. If I got a welcome back comment, at least it would, hey, how did they know I came back? I think that would be really cool to have that type of information. Do people get nervous, do you think, kind of tracking what they're doing and coming to the car wash and, oh, she's been here three times or... Do you think that's a well-received message? No, probably not if you put it exactly that way, David. So we go on site as part of our product training. So we have folks who fly in, they train you on how to sell, because again, we're not going to make money unless you make money. And we're actually rolling Wash X out as a standalone product. So even if you're one of these successful operators with thousands of members, and you may say, I don't really want Everwash because I have a successful program, I just want intel and sales training on how to have a higher conversion rate we'll come in and train you and what you might say in that case is hey man you're here all the time it looks like how many times have you washed in the last month if you had this membership i bet your wash would be free right now what do you think so something along the lines of that where you don't get so creepy big brother and get them to ask well how do you know exactly how many times i've been on your lot it is more of using it to open them up. And it's part of the thing like, hey, we recognize you without letting them know how you recognize them and creeping them out. Yeah, I know it's kind of a balancing act. And it's nice to know if, hey, welcome back. I I love that. But uh, when you start tracking the exact number of times I came back, I just wonder how that might have been. I'm I'm okay with it, but I didn't know if other people didn't like it or not. Let's talk about Everwash kind of as a standalone product right now. So I'm on the website. And for some reason, it knew my zip code. I might have typed it in earlier, but now I'm getting a list of all the car washes that are Everwash partners in Denver, Pueblo, and I don't see any in Colorado Springs, I guess. Do you have any in Colorado Springs? I don't believe that we do. I don't think so, yeah. Then it goes up to Cheyenne, goes up to Wyoming. and But how does it work? Kind of explain to our listeners how this works. Sure. We're an app-based program, so contactless. And we work for every kind of car wash, whether it be an IBA or a self-serve where you're going to pull up, open up the app as a user and just point it at a QR code or the pay station if we're integrated and it's going to turn your wash on. At a tunnel, you would pull up. You don't even need to roll your window down in any of these cases. You open up, you show the QR code and the attendant scans you. So it's an app-based program where we actually manage the customer relationship for you. So we have a call center 24 hours a day. You know, it's funny, about 25% of our calls actually have nothing to do with Everwash. It said the triple foam wasn't coming out, a trash can blew over. So we really become the front line of customer service for you. Yes, it's an app-based program. A partner joins with us. We have an internal team of designers. We make your signage for you. We have a team that will set Wash X up by just getting into your existing security cameras and setting that up. We build you a website. Again, this is all just part of the program. This costs nothing at this point. And we even share in the signage cost with you. And then we come and we train you on how to sell this. We train your attendance. And we even have a 
commission program for the attendance. So we manage a program with a partner where we put money for commissions that we split with the car wash operator, usually five or ten dollars in five dollar case, two fifty us, two fifty the operator. We put that right into the car wash attendance bank. That's just part of the program because again, we're willing to do all this because if you don't sell, we're going to lose money because of all this upfront investment that we're making. We come on site, we do this, we meet with you and do quarterly marketing plans. We create your social media posts. We have different signage rolling out. We have holiday promotions. And now one of the most exciting things is we just signed with Braze, who does all the communications for some of the biggest companies in the world. So HBO Max, Disney Plus, Venmo. So we have not just text message and email capabilities, but push notification and in-app in real time. And that's a big part of why we have a data scientist. We want to understand for car wash operators, how many times does somebody need to use it in the first 11 days or 15 days? What is it that leads to a long-term member? What are some of the leading indicators that somebody might be ready to cancel? We are figuring that out and communicating at the right time and to the right person. What's really cool about Braze is after a couple months, it understands what's the right medium. It will stop sending you emails, David, if you never respond to emails and you don't engage with it. It knows that, okay, David likes to get in-app and he likes to get text. He doesn't respond to anything else. It's AI will flip a switch so that you only get communications in the way that you want to get communications because it knows how you interact with it, then we're able to do really cool things. We know the license plate that just pulled into your wash was a previous member. This is the second time that they've used it in the last 30 days. And we know that they still have the app, but maybe they prefer text messaging. We can hit them with a text message while they're in the wash saying, hey, this is the second time that you used it. You've essentially paid for a membership reactivate your membership through the Everwash app, put this code in, we'll give you the next 30 days for free. Or another example is between December 18th and December 24th, anybody that is sitting in your in-bay while they're in there, we are going to hit them with a push notification because that's how they respond best or an in-app, whatever that individual responds best to saying, did you forget stocking stuffers? Did you miss a Christmas gift for somebody special? click here to give them the gift of a happy or a clean car, things like that. Yeah, it's huge, right? It's really, really a super cool tool. And you'll be able to, as an Everwash partner, say, I have this, it doesn't cost me anything. And literally nobody else in this industry has something this advanced. So I'm on your website. If I lived up in Green River, Wyoming, and I was close to Rocky Mountain Car Wash in Green River, Do I sign up with that particular car wash and my membership is with that car wash or does it share amongst all the other ever wash? No, it is specific to that one car wash. And it's interesting, less than one-tenth of 1% of members actually come through our website. The normal experience is they have no idea that there is a broad network of car washes. They're coming on site, seeing signage or they're seeing social media or their friend tells them about it and they go onto the app and they join. So in most cases, there's no knowledge that there's this network car washes. So there's no threat that they're gonna generally just 
begin searching and say, oh, well, I'm going to do this car wash instead of that. And the power of the network is that we're working with people like AAA, people like some of the largest car dealerships in the country that are shipping cars nationwide to partner with them to drive cars onto your wash location that you wouldn't have had otherwise. That's the power of a network. And the same thing that we did in the gym industry, one of the first partnerships we made, David, was with Aetna, where we went to Aetna and said, okay, you give us a letter of intent and access to your files. And that gave us the ability to walk into a gym and say, hey, there are 1,218 people who have Aetna who live within seven miles, which was the accepted radius for gyms at that point. Every one of those that has an email on will give the communication that your gym is part of the network when you come on board. That was huge for us in getting nine of the 14,000 gyms and through different groups, whether it be AAA or these car dealerships or whoever it might be, some of it I can't talk about. We're looking to replicate that model of leveraging the power of a network, but people are locked into your wash once they're there. Yeah, I mean, the, the more data you have, the better your answers will be. That's a major advantage here. But, you know, I'm looking, you've offered the Inbay Automatic self-serve car wash operator who sometimes might not have a lot of resources or isn't sure how to go about marketing. It's been very much a micro-marketing type of operation for them for years and years. But now you're offering them world-class, the world-class ability to have some of the best marketing out there, but also offering them membership capability where maybe before they didn't have the technology to do it. Exactly. And back when we started this company, we really envisioned it as a tunnel play. I think that might've been a little bit of a reflection of the industry. When we started, we heard from car wash operators that membership doesn't work at InBase and they just can't wash enough cars in an hour and they don't have the excess capacity. And that turned out to be completely untrue. Obviously, I think everybody's seen the light on that. And we have, I'd say at this point, easily over 200 in-bay automatics that are on our program with hundreds and even thousands of members. So it's really worked out well. And it's a space that we really see expanding and working with the C-Store vertical within that sort of IBA space has been great for us. So we all love the IBA space. It's really interesting. It's a very different set of tools that you need to succeed at an IBA than it is at a tunnel. And we've learned that over the last few years, again, working with hundreds of each kind of wash, which tools work best at an IBA versus a tunnel has been interesting. It's probably been a huge revenue boon for in-bay automatic self-serve car washes. I'm guessing it works in the in-bay automatic bay. It doesn't work in the self-serve bay. Is that correct? No, it actually works in both, David. So where it works best in that environment actually is, and we love this model, when you've got an IBA and you also have self-serve bays, it really works well because we can service all of that. Maybe you joined and you primarily are an IBA user, but there's a really long line or you just have some mud and you want a quick spray off. In our model, you can use one of those a day. You can use the IBA today, but tomorrow, if you just wanted, the, the line was too long or for whatever reason, you just wanted to use the self-serve, you can go ahead and use the self-serve and you get X amount of minutes per day. That's a great opportunity and limiting it to once a day is important because otherwise people would be there all day. But the friends use it 
I think that's great that you can use both sides of that. That has to be a huge revenue boom for the people that are implementing this technology. It is. It is. And especially with us being an app and having the communication capabilities that we do, just having a line of communication is so great for an IBA operator who might not have people on site all the time. You know, so many people in the car wash industry don't know who their customers are. And so many, if you have a membership program, you sometimes don't even know who your members are because you can't really communicate with them about maybe the wash got struck by lightning, which we just had happen to somebody. It just makes for a better customer experience. But as importantly, from our perspective, getting referrals, saying, hey, here's a free week to give to somebody. Here's a free wash or refer friends and get $5 off of next month's membership. A lot of our in-base see between 5 and 10% of their members coming through current member referrals through the app. So it really drives revenue in a few different ways. That's such a great idea. And I think about what advantages it just gives the Automatic self-serve owner a lot of firepower that they didn't have before in growing their business. I can imagine it's got to be a major revenue boom to them. It is. It absolutely is. From an equipment standpoint, what do I need on site if I'm an InBay Automatic owner, self-serve owner? Nothing, really. So in some cases, like Unitech, we are integrated with the pay station, so you don't need anything. Or you have a car wash operator has crypto pay, we are integrated with crypto pay. So in those cases, it's really a software push, and that's it. And it even works for the vacuums and anything else that might have crypto pay, for instance. If you don't have any of that, we can work with any pay station. We just have, quote unquote, a magic little box that we send a partner out, a national company. They come out, they open up your box, they put it in, and they test it. And within a couple of hours, you are able to have a system where a person pulls up, doesn't need to roll their window down. They simply point their phone at your pay station and it activates. Where do you see people using this in tunnel environments? I know some POS systems will claim they've got some version of this, but how are you seeing it being used in the tunnel environment? Tunnel environment's great because then we can use all of our tools, like being able to push that messaging about the car that just came on the lot and give you sales intelligence. So that's where I think it's invaluable to the IBA operator, but to the tunnel operator, it's sort of boundless. As everybody's seen, you can have thousands and thousands of members when you have an efficiently operating tunnel and a good staff. So we come on site and we train your staff and we stay there for a few days, training you on how to sell, selling right along with you and giving you really cool tools for somebody who says no, that you can leave with them like our rack cards and such. We are seeing more and more places that are putting in pay stations, but also having staff there. So it definitely works best when there's a staff member on, whether you've got a pay station or not, because I think there's nothing better than that personal sales pitch as opposed to a machine pitching you, which also works well, I'm sure. But I think for the tunnel operator, it's really about all the other tools. Because even if you've got a pay station that's selling memberships, you're still running everything, right? It's still up to you to have to think up what these emails are as opposed to us putting a person on a drip campaign that's proven to lead to referrals and lead to higher adherence and more retention and less attrition and things like that. And we're going to run your holiday promos for you and run your quarterly marketing campaigns and change your signage by season and put some research into what signage works where and 
things like that. So it's really a difference of having a pay station, you can still be successful in selling lots of members and having a great membership program. But with us, not only will you sell more, but it's a heck of a lot less work. I love the ability to know what that customer is doing and create scripts and messages that are specific to that type of customer, not necessarily to that particular customer, but to that type of customer. Yeah, it's very cool. And what we're working on for that operator who may have a successful membership program, may not, but they want to save on payroll, they invest in an expensive POS system. Our WashX program can actually send messaging to that pay station screen so that you're not pitching everybody even at a pay station in the same way when you might get that message of, hey, we see that you're a previous member. Rather than pay for this wash now, click here and reactivate for the price of one wash, get the next 30 days. So actually pushing that sales intelligence to the pay station for us is the next level that we're going to for when it's a tunnel, but it's not manned. Talk about the partnerships that you were talking before we started recording, and you've alluded to a few partnerships, but you're seeing this as a part of a broader offering from other technology providers, if you want to give a little information on that. Our philosophy is we want to work with everybody. What we do is we are always looking for how can we be more effective as a partner, because it really boils down to that's our DNA. If we're not helping to make our car wash partners successful, we're potentially losing money, right? Because we're not some app that you're spending a couple thousand dollars on and here's a few dollars a month and we don't care what you do after that. You have an account manager, you have a trainer who stays in touch with you constantly and is tracking things and offering help because we need you to be successful. And in that vein, when we come across great programs like OpSpot, we say, how can we put OpSpot into every single one of our car washes? So we actually have a system where when you're an Everwash partner, OpSpot is free. We pay for it. And it works just like commissioning one of your attendants who might sell. We will give $2.50 and the car wash partner gives $2.50 commission. That's how we make it free. So we pay the upfront money and the setup. OpSpot program is awesome at selling membership. So we actually give that to our car wash partners. That's one, I think, really cool example of how we are investing in our partners, finding the best programs, the best practices, and essentially just giving it to them. Another great example is OmniX. You had met the guys previously and had them on the podcast and did some work with them. And it's an awesome technology, vehicle analytics. You know that an Audi with this license plate just pulled on your lot. You know that they've used it three times in the last 45 days and you push that sales intelligence onto an attendant to sell. So we were really impressed with these guys. And again, we said, how can we get them into every single one of our car washes? So we partnered with them. We pay for it. It costs our car wash partners nothing because we know that it's going to lead to more sales and more sales success means that we're going to make money and so is our car wash partner. So it's worth it for us to make that investment and put them into every single one of our car washes. And then they're getting all of the other cool things that come with it, like the predictive analytics where the system learns and factors in local events, weather, and how many cars you normally wash on a Tuesday when it's this weather, and gives you a prediction tomorrow that's really uncannily accurate of how many cars you're going to wash by hour to help you staff. And 
Beyond that, we know because we commission your attendance, we know what attendants are selling best. We can even make recommendations on who you should be staffing at two o'clock tomorrow when we know that you are going to get a rush. I love that capability of OmniX to give me better information on what's going on. That was always my biggest problem. I started the membership program pretty early, but understanding our customer was our biggest challenge in the Exterior Express business before memberships and even after memberships. We had some idea who our customer was and what the frequency was, but we didn't know our customer and we didn't know what our customer was doing. More importantly, is I didn't know what my customer was about to do. And that's what I think this technology gives you the ability to do. It is amazing. That was one of the things that was really attractive to us about this industry is that it was one of those industries where you didn't have very much transparency into who your customer was. And we knew from how we did things in the fitness industry that we could remedy that and that it would be really, really helpful to the car wash operator. When it comes to unlimited programs, you've got a lot of experience in that and you've got multi-industry experience. You don't have to tell all your secrets, you know, when it comes to how to develop a good membership program, but there's a lot of different components to it that I try to explain to my clients, which is sometimes challenging, where they say, oh, we, we think we can charge this amount for this type of wash, right? And sometimes it could be, it's typically not ever a lower price, it's typically a higher price. And it's very difficult for people to understand, okay, well, you can probably charge that. But as a result of that, you're going to have this consequence and this consequence and this consequence, either in number of members or churn or whatever. You've got to make sure there's more money going in the front door than going out the back door when it comes to unlimited programs. And then how many do you want? How many members are you looking for? How many do you want? Because I went from, I think with my two washes, when I was charging a lot, I was might have had five to 700 members. And then afterwards, I probably had closer to nine to 10,000 members. Once I retooled the membership program to be more lower price type of membership operation. So there's a lot of things you balance there. What are the things you look for when you start crafting a membership program? And what's more important to you, money coming in the front door or money not going out the back door? That's a great question. So when we bring a partner on, we spend a lot of time talking to them about the right way to price a membership program. And we have, at this point, we're probably making more car wash signage than anybody in the world because we're making all the signage for our partners. And so we have a team of really experienced graphic designers who've been making car wash signage for 10 plus years for other big sign companies. And we just brought them on board. And then we have brought in a board of car wash experts who helped us, especially at the beginning, understand how do you price this? And then how do you make venue boards and other signage the right way? Where do you want the eye to be drawn and things like that? So there's so much that goes into it. But a big part of it for us is pricing is critical. Like you said, most car wash operators want to price it way high. The problem there, as as I'm sure that you know, is you price this thing at two and a half, three times the cost of a single wash, you're only going to get the people that are coming into your car wash three, four, five times. You aren't going to get that person who washes once a month, some months maybe they don't, some months maybe they wash twice, but they see this as an easy and convenient thing that maybe will get them to wash more often. Sometimes that happens, but a lot of time it doesn't. So 
some of the things that we really focus on is consulting you on pricing. And as a matter of fact, we have turned people away. We've signed them to an agreement. We cost nothing. So you haven't spent any money at that point. And if we can't agree on pricing that we know will work, we just say, sorry, there are other people out there who can give you an app and don't care what you charge. We'll let you do whatever you want because your success isn't tied to them any longer. But for us, it is, right? We're going to make a big investment in you. Plus, we don't want car wash operators out there saying, oh, this program stinks. I ended up losing money because I had an average usage of five times per person because the 50 members I got were the 50 people already using it excessively. There's a lot of strategy that goes into pricing it correctly. And for us, if we can't convince you with all the industry data and with our hundreds of successful car wash partners and how they price it, maybe we're not the right partner for you as an operator. No doubt. You know, and it seems like when you pull one lever, so when you pull the price lever, you don't understand the implications on the four or five other levers. So if you do the price, it's going to affect frequency, which is going to affect churn. And after a while, you're just going to run out of customers. It is very much a balancing act between all those factors to really come up with what I would consider to be an optimum mix of unlimited customers. That's right. Our partners are used to us sort of being almost like a consultant a lot of times because we get that call in three months that, hey, I think I want to raise my prices. We have to talk about why that might not be the best idea or if you're going to do it, keep your multiples the same. Like, what is your goal in raising prices? Is it to drive down the average usage? Is it to make more money off of the single wash? Well, then there's a good strategy for that and we can help you with that. But what we don't want you to do is make that mistake of messing up the multiple and end up seeing, like you said, higher churn. That's just not good for anybody. That's the last thing that we want to say. No, I agree with that. Is there theoretically too many customers? Could you end up with too many customers at a wash? I don't know if anybody would agree to that. You know, it actually happened once to us. So we had an in-bay and he had two bays and he was in a rural area that had a lot of gravel. Within a few weeks, he had about a thousand members. This was the one case because of other variables like gravel roads and rural area. That's the one case that we saw where we pushed back. But when we really looked at the data, it really wasn't working because he had some downtime for one of his bays and everybody got unhappy and things like that. So that's really the one case where he just simply ran out of capacity. Interesting. It can happen theoretically in a tunnel. I'm not sure it can happen. In a tunnel, we have never seen it. We've got places with thousands of members and we have never seen that. I don't think there's any such thing as too many members at a tunnel, right? Yeah, I don't know. And I think we were getting close, you know, theoretically, if you're open 14 or 15 hours a day, but it's just when people come when it's busy, if it continues to be busy during the busy times and people feel like they can't get in, that could be an opportunity maybe where you've got too many members. I think we were sort of pushing it before I sold my car washes, the number of members we had at each wash, because it was just getting crazy around when we had snow events or knowing and then it turned out nice. We were just driving our neighbors crazy, driving the traffic, you know, cops crazy with traffic all over the place. Maybe there is a number that you've got to kind of manage to. And once you get to that number, then you can start working on your price and maybe increasing a little bit to get the membership numbers down. However, 
that's a nice place to be. That's a fantastic place to be, right? You know, like we have seen that where people reach that two, three thousand member mark and you can begin to manipulate price and such and just obviously be really careful, like you said, the money in the front door, like in the back door. You've really got to think through every one of those levers and how is any little price change going to affect that, right? No doubt. So how did your product come into play in 2020 with our nasty little coronavirus? Every single day from the moment that this really got serious, and I can remember, I think it was a weekend in late February or early March where it seemed like everything hit the fan, right? Where Friday, things began to close. And by Monday, it was like a doomsday scenario. And every day from that Monday on, we shared a best practice email with all of our car wash partners. Then when PPP loans and such came around, we had an expert who we hired to do biweekly Zoom calls, webinars, and answer all of our car wash partners' questions about how do you get the PPP. He even offered a service where he would help you get the paperwork and complete the paperwork. Every single day, we were sharing best practices for what this operator was doing or how do you find hand sanitizer, things like that. And then those webinars, I think, were really invaluable. We would have 200 and some people on the call because we actually opened it up to every car wash operator, not just Everwash folks. Some of the things that were really interesting is obviously the contactless part of this really came into play. So not many IBAs had the close, but some did, I suppose. For the tunnel operators, it was amazing. We were able to get one group in Ohio of four washes We worked with them, emails and phone calls to work with their local government to be able to reopen because they were washing police cars and first responder vehicles and such. And that was important. They were able to reopen, but for members only. We quickly made signs that explained you need to have a membership and here's how you download the app. And for the price of the wash that you're about to get, we're going to give you the entire month. Amazingly, We got them signs in like three days, trained their staff. They stood six feet away. Nobody ever had to roll a window down to get the membership or to have their QR code scanned. They were able to reopen and they had their best sales months of all time during COVID, which was sort of amazing. There was a lot of learning for us that went into it on local laws and how to help our partners stay open and get reopened. And just a lot of learning on how we can be a good partner in bad times, whether that's through those daily emails or the webinars or helping them legislatively and getting signs out and staying open. It's been a journey. I wouldn't want to repeat it, but I'm really proud of what we did as a team, as Everwash and with our partners. I think that's great. And kudos to you guys for helping out your customers through that. I, you know, you and I are talking you know, right around Thanksgiving in November of 2020. And we're starting to see the shutdowns start happening again because of this third wave that we're getting with the virus. And I think people are better positioned now than they were before. We kind of understand what we're getting into. I think governments are going to have a lot more defined and deliberate in what they're doing because they've been through it before. We're back in March and April. Frankly, I don't think anybody knew what they were doing. So I think everybody's in a much better spot than they used to be. Exactly. Yeah, I think we're all more prepared. And hopefully as a society, the government, 
people are more ready and as business operators, I believe we are. And hopefully, regardless of where the shutdown goes, they still see car washing as an essential business. And we'll be here to help in every way that we can. David, it's been, it's been an interesting year. Yeah, it definitely has. This is one for the record books, no doubt. So you work with a lot of in-bay automatic self-servers and people in our industry right now are super focused on tunnels. Tunnels is kind of the darling of the industry, but the basis of the industry was self-serves and in-bay automatics. But I'm starting to see people move back toward as kind of a pendulum swing between tunnels and in-bay automatic self-serve. The in-bay automatic self-serves serve a very important segment of our market. Where do you see the future of that segment of our industry? So we have a lot of partners that are wrestling with the idea of, especially we have a lot of full service tunnels that have changed to exterior tunnels because of COVID and may never go back. Then there are different minimum wage laws and things. So we are seeing some of our car wash partners putting POS systems in, but that's a huge investment. But there's this underlying issue that we're hearing of labor costs and things. We are seeing an opportunity for more IBAs and self-service for a lot of reasons. That's just being one of them. We have partners who have tunnels who are saying, I'm opening up IBAs because I can have less overhead. And I know that membership can work now because we've seen that it works. I think the concept of membership and the recurring revenue, along with lower overhead and such, while tunnels are the darlings and we're seeing more of those, we are seeing some of our tunnel partners saying, I am buying you know, an IBA or I'm going to build an IBA. And we weren't seeing that a year ago. I don't know whether that has as much to do with COVID as anything else, or just the fact that they can have a successful membership program with very little overhead as opposed to a tunnel, for instance. That's what I'm seeing you are solving the one problem that MBA Automatic self-serve people had was, you know, not being able to participate in an unlimited program, but you're giving them the tools and the information that allow them to do it, which again, I think that's what investors like. I think that's what institutional investors like. I think that's what banks like, is they like predictable revenue. You're giving this whole segment of the industry the ability to be able to do that relatively straightforward. Exactly. So if people want to find out more information about Everwash, how would you recommend they contact you? I can share my contact information if you'd like me to, David, but also feel free to reach out to me directly. We also have morewashprofits.com and everwash.com. We are merging those two right now. We're in process of that. We had originally set it up where there was a consumer-facing website, everwash.com, and there was an operator-facing website or an industry-facing site, which was morewashprofits.com. And if you're an operator, that's really right now where you want to go to to find that information. Or you can give me a phone call or an email. I'm always happy to talk. And your email address is Scott P? That's right. It's uh, Scott P at everwash.com because I'm the second Scott. There's Scott Kaplan, the founder and the less important Scott. So Scott P at Everwash. The actual more important Scott because you're the chief revenue officer. So you can be a lot more important than he is. So good. Great discussion. This has been super helpful. I think it's exciting what you're doing for in automatic self-service and even tunnels. I mean, if I still had a tunnel, we would be moving into more conversations because you're given access to a lot of information that I'm missing as a car wash operator. I love the partnerships that you have with other technologies. I think 
that's certainly huge because it's broadening your platform and you're giving so much value. I don't think people really appreciate how much value they can get when they're talking about OpSpot and they're talking about OmniX, some of the capabilities those technologies have just to kind of broaden their ability to serve their customer base. Yeah, exactly. It's an exciting time and space for us and just expanding what we're doing and doing some unique things. But lots, lots more on the horizon. I appreciate you having us on to tell everybody about what we do. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll see each other at a car wash show sometime in the future. We're banking on some car wash shows in 2021, so we'll be excited about that. Can't wait to get back to actually seeing people in person. <laughs> no doubt. So, Scott, thank you so much. Appreciate you joining me, and we'll talk soon. You got it, David. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode of Car Wash the Podcast. Hey, our goal is to get this podcast in the hands of more people in our industry. So if you will, tell your friends and associates about this podcast. You can get Car Wash the Podcast anywhere you get podcasts, any platform out there, or simply go to carwashthepodcast.com. For Matt DeWolf and myself, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. And keep washing those cars. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free, on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners. 